Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Now here's the best, Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo, like every week that we uh, join to talk our sports, our favorite football, baseball teams, whatever you want to call it, and uh, some interesting Games this past weekend in the NFL. Um, the Raiders <laughs> bonehead defensive play at the end of the game there. I don't know if you guys were able to catch that one. Um, my lovely Eagles we will be talking about this week. But before all that, head over to staytunesports.net for all your merchandise and you guys can follow our social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter and all that and Um, Speaking of Twitter, I kind of talked about a little bit last week about the Notre Dame-Clemson ACC championship game about possibly doing a giveaway. Well, I came up with an idea of what we could do. So what we have to do, and I'll remind you guys next week, which because that would be the show before the the game, um, head over to Twitter. Make sure you're following us. I'm going to start a game day thread that day and to enter a chance to win a Stay Tuned Sports t-shirt of your choice, all you have to do is guess the combined points between Clemson and Notre Dame and also pick who you think is going to win the game as a tiebreaker just in case um, a couple of you guys you know, may have... Uh, guess the same amount of points um if there's a tie with those two then i'll just put your names in a hat i'll videotape it so you guys know it's fair and everything like that and uh all entries have to be put in before kickoff of the game which is not this saturday but the following saturday at 4 p.m which I was actually quite surprised because i I thought that would have been like a, a night game like a prime time type game um, because of how well the the first matchup went, and now with Trevor Lawrence back, knock on wood, um, should be even better. So, so again, make sure you're following us, STS Sports Podcast. Um, game day thread. I'll start. You guys just give the total combined points for that game and pick the winner of that game and that's how you guys enter so and I'll remind you guys next week too about it but so I 
I, I talked a little bit, or I just kind of brought it up there for uh, in the beginning there about the the Jets LA Raiders game this past weekend. Well, yeah, you know, I was watching the red zone because the Eagles weren't on till four four thirty, which really they never came on, never showed up to play, but uh, you know. Watching it, seeing the Jets were fighting pretty good with the Raiders, which I was, you know, quite surprised because I think I actually had the Raiders blowing the Jets out um, with my blue pick. Because how can you let the Jets hang in there with you when they're scoring 14 points a game average, and you almost beat the Chiefs the last time you played them, and you beat them a couple weeks ago, but yet. You let the Jets hang in there. So, what happened was, uh, Jets go up by four points with 30 seconds or so left in the game. Um, they go to squib kick it, and somehow the ball lands at the 40-yard line. So they had to go 60 yards, roughly, to uh, score a touchdown to win the game so obviously probably chances were you know 0.01 of winning this game and Jets should have gotten their first victory of the season but the Jets defense coordinator Greg Williams said nah hold my beer he decided decided to do a all out blitz I mean to be, to be specific a cover zero blitz, which means one cornerback, no safety help, everybody's coming, bringing the house, and what a recipe for disaster. Ruggs, the the rate Raiders receiver, probably the fastest rookie in the league this year, just blew by the Jets corner, caught the ball about five yards away from him, and strolled into the end zone. Giving the Raiders the come-from-behind win with 20 seconds left. Needless to say, the next day, Greg Williams was fired by the Jets, which is kind of funny because how can you get fired? You had to play so shitty to be fired before Adam Gase. Adam Gase still has a job, which I don't understand that. I mean... You know, the, the the whole season, everybody was joking around that, you know, the Jets are tanking for, for Lawrence. Tanking for Trevor. Starting to look kind of obvious of the tanking. I even saw one of the, um, I don't know if it was a writer or just a uh, uh, somebody on Twitter said that, you know, NFL should really talk to the Jets about making it so obvious of the tanking. I mean, should there be a penalty if you're tanking so bad? You know, you're trading a lot of good players. Now, granted, Le'Veon Bell was a bad contract, but he's still a good player. A um, couple of your defensive players weren't bad, and they had decent contracts. You traded them away to, to get some draft picks. But this whole Greg Williams thing, now let's... And if he kind of went behind his back to purposely lose without being told to lose, let's just say it that way. Why did he do it? Because 
let's face the facts. If this is the last play he's known for, well, he's not going to be known for this because let's not forget, when he was in New Orleans, um, he was part of Bounty Gate, which he got suspended for as well. Um, no one's going to hire you as a defense coordinator. I mean, you have the Bounty Gate, and now you have this on your record, you know? And you may be a good defensive coordinator, minus this year, but no one's going to want to take the chance on you. Like, okay, you know, you play dirty, even though we all know it goes on in the locker room. You know, you know there's some type of hit jar in the locker room saying, hey, you take out that quarterback, you take out that running back. Whoever does it takes, you know, gets the pot. We all know that goes on in the locker room. But this play here, because when he got hired by Adam Gase, was a head scratcher because Adam Gase also hired um, Vitt, the, the guy that actually testified against Greg Williams in the Bounty Bowl um, you know, incident. So already there was like drama. So like, was this one of those, well, I'm not getting my way, so screw it. Screw the team. Because obviously that's not a good way to get another job. It just, it, it's interesting. It's very interesting and very weird how the Jets are going. You know, when, when it happened, I text our, our good buddy King Asked him if he was watching the game. He said, you know, he, he just saw it. And, and me and him always said, Jets are going to jet. If that play right there didn't epitomize that phrase, I don't know what else could. I mean, that just, that's 2020 right there in a nutshell. That play right there. I mean, even Ask Madden. It's not even on the Ask Madden um, menu when you're playing Madden. So... Philadelphia Eagles played Green Bay this past week. Well, I shouldn't say they played. They they showed up to the stadium at Green Bay this past weekend. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be pretty. I knew it was going to be rough to get anything going. Didn't think it was going to be this bad. Same stuff, different day. Offensive line could not block for Carson Wentz. Wide receivers couldn't get open. Alshon Jeffries, for some ungodly reason, I don't know why, is taking snaps away from Travis Fulgham. Now, granted, the few targets Fulgham had, I think he had two drop balls. You know, if you want to make a, uh, if you want to get the, the coach's eye, can't be dropping the ball. But Alshon Jeffrey, who we didn't put on the pup list, for the beginning of the season because we thought he was going to be back earlier than he was. Took up a roster spot for, what, nine weeks? He's been back three weeks now and has two catches on three targets for 17 yards. That's a, that's a what do they say, like eight or nine million dollar um, wide receiver? Taking snaps away from a wide receiver who still leads the team in wide receiving yards since his snaps have been dropped down. 
That's how poorly this wide receiving core is playing right now. Uh, like I said, it wasn't looking good. Don't know why we couldn't get the running game going. You know, the first drive, we actually were balanced. Not totally sure exactly what the, the numbers were, but it was like, you know, it was like a 13 play drive. We had seven to six like ratio. I was like, oh, wow. Doug's finally going to finally get, get, get the, the running game going here. Maybe Deuce Taylor must have gotten his, his ear. Second drive, nope. I think the second quarter, we had three rushing attempts for the whole quarter. Because that first drive took up seven or eight minutes. Almost took half the quarter up. And went for a field goal. You know, it was, and that's the other thing. It was a nice drive all the way down. Marched our way all the way down. And then just stalled. So then second half comes. Jalen Hurts comes out onto the field. Now I knew this wasn't a two or three play gimmick thing. I knew it was going to be at least a series and possibly the possibly the rest of the game. Because, you know, the offense. Because I, I can't even say just Wentz. It's the whole, the whole team. No quarterback. I don't care. You could put Tom Brady back there. You could put Joe Montana back there. You could put Aaron. You could even put Aaron Rodgers back there. If your quarterback does not get protection and that line continuously gets pushed back into you, you're going to look like shit. So Jalen Hurts comes in. And, you know, when he came in, I, I purposely want to see <clears throat> if the team would play any better. And you watch that line. It still collapsed. The thing was, and I, I forget who said it. It might have been one of the um, Philadelphia beat writers that said it. Jalen Hurts, you didn't really see the, the offensive line breaking down or anything like that because Jalen Hurts covered that up by moving around him or running up, you know, pulling the ball down and running. Now, yes, that may be one of Wentz's issues right now is that he's trying to do that big play, trying to do more than he has to compared to in the past. Unfortunately, before his knee being uh, tore up, he would normally pull it down and run just like Jalen Hurts. But we've seen time and time again running quarterbacks or non-pocket passing quarterbacks when they tear a knee it's hard for them to want to run outside the outside the pocket again but same thing with Jalen Hurts constantly running scrambling around he did have a nice pass to Jalen uh, uh, Greg Ward for his first touchdown that's what that's what it was but other than that touchdown he really didn't do that much so you know, for everybody, for all the Eagles fans, for all the other fans that are saying, you know, Jalen Hurts is, is the thing, uh, the right thing to do uh, to, to, to start him the rest of the year. Here's the other thing, too, is the Green Bay Packers were game planning for Carson Wentz. They weren't game planning for Jalen Hurts. And we always see that with a even a decent backup going up against a team. They're going to put numbers up. Again, you go back and look at that second half with Jalen Hurts. 
The first driver too, he did very well. After that, they start clamping them down because they made adjustments. Now it came out this past week, you know, earlier this week, Doug Peterson named Jalen Hurts starting quarterback for this week. How funny would it be if Carson Wentz comes in for two or three plays a, a, a series? Just like uh, Doug Peterson was doing with Jalen Hurts. But the Saints are going to have a full week to prepare for Jalen Hurts. I mean, let's face the facts. The Saints have Taysom Hill, who is basically a Jalen Hurts. He's running around quarterback. So it's not like they're going to not know how to defend this guy. This weekend will definitely show if Hurts is ready to play in the NFL. But that's not why I'm, I'm bringing this up. A lot of people, Eagles fans that wanted Jalen Hurts to be starting, now are screaming, trade Wentz away. Cut him in the offseason. Get him off the team. This is Jalen Hurts' team. Blah, 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 blah. Newsflash ain't happening. As of right now, we are $60 million over the cap next year before any moves get done. If we were to trade Carson Wentz, we will still have $30 million in dead money compared to only 25 if we kept him on the team, $25 million towards the cap. So we trade him $30 million, now we're 90 over the cap if we outright cut them they already came out Adam Schefter I think was the one that that came out and said it pretty much mathematically is impossible to cut Carson Wentz because we're going to be so far over the cap we're not going to have a team we would have to fire everybody release everybody and sign all rookie and veteran minimum deals to just have a chance to get underneath the cap. So it's not happening. I think what this move is, I, I don't even think this is a Doug Peterson move. I think this is a Howie Roseman getting in Jeffrey Lurie's ear, knowing his job is pretty much gone. So maybe... I could save it by showing that Jalen Hurts was the right pick to do in the second round at the time. If Hurts plays well, I'm afraid that Laurie will keep Hurts around, keep Howie Roseman around, and fire Doug Peterson, make Doug Peterson the scapegoat for this year. Even though there's rumors out there um, that Doug Peterson is thinking about stepping down from the job after the season is over. Now, let's say Hertz plays very well. Here's the best thing that could happen for this situation. Hertz playing very well, okay? Rest of the year. Carson, honestly, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to be on this team next year. He's going to be the starter next year. I think Lori fires Howie Roseman. Because, again, 
you look at all the draft picks Howie has done since been uh, named GM Lane Johnson is one of his like he I, I saw something he had like over say 70 draft picks and only like five of them are Pro Bowl players half of his draft picks aren't even in the league no more whether it's first round or seventh round draft picks um, his signings you know again and even just before this season started you signed Carson Wentz to a four year extension and then a few months later you draft a backup quarterback what did you think would happen I mean the only and the other thing too if I'm Carson Wentz I, I, I gotta give him credit for how he's handling it you could see he's pissed off about it you know I watched his post game press conference and you could see he's not happy and I'll tell you this and I saw um one of the Philadelphia beat writers uh, quote Doug Peters from, from his press conference today. I guess the question was asked, like, you know, how do you put Jalen, something along the lines of how do you put Jalen in, in, in a good situation against the Saints? And Doug Peterson said, well, you know, we got to do a lot of short passes and a lot of run plays. I'll tell you this, if they do that, and I said on Twitter, if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm walking in that front office and say, here's all the money that you gave me back. Trade me. Because what did they what have they done since 2017 to help Carson Wentz? 2017, they brought Alshon Jeffries in, um, which helped that wide, wide receiving core. Brought in LeGarrette Blount. You know, had a good running game. Jordan Howard. Since then, who's been their wide receivers? Greg Ward. Trav- I mean, Travis Fulgham. Granted, he's, his snaps are down. But is he really as good as he was when he burst onto the scene? We don't know yet. Um, okay, yeah, you, got, you drafted Miles Sanders. Boston Scott has flashes here and there. Corey Clement, is he still even on the team? Ever since 2017? Uh, It just, they have done nothing. And this screams Donovan McNabb for me all over again. Until we brought T.O. in and we had the run to the Super Bowl. But before that, James Thrash, Todd Pinkston, Freddie Mitchell. Like all B and C list wide receivers. Offensive line, unfortunately, is old. Jason Peters, love you, buddy. Get out of town. We don't even want the money back. Just just quit. Just retire. Because you're making yourself look, look stupid now. Playing. Jason Kelsey, I feel bad for him. Because most likely going to retire after this year. And to go out on a team like this sucks. I just hope he doesn't pull a Darren Sproles or Jason Peters and keep on sticking around longer than, than he should have. But 
And now you're going to start seeing this locker room imploding because, again, Fletcher Cox was being interviewed about a tweet that he liked with Carson Wentz being the starter. And he basically said, listen, that was my, my friend, my number one guy. He goes, I'll support whoever's out there, but I feel bad for him. And you can see the divide in the locker room already. It's unfortunate that just a couple years ago, we were Super Bowl champions, and now we're Super Bowl drama queens. So, want to do a quick little talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and their fans here. Listen, I, I love all you football fans. I may rag on, you know, Cowboy fans and everything like that. So don't take it personal when I bust on you guys. But I love how you guys lose to the no-name team. And now all the excuses are coming out. Oh, well, we have three games in 11 days. Well, first off, this professional football team. Yes, it is tough. I understand it's tough to play that many games in that many days. But the way you guys made your team sound, even though you guys haven't played anybody, I went back and looked at your schedule, and you have four wins against winning teams in those 11 wins. You made it sound like we should just cancel the season now, give us the Super Bowl trophy, we're the champions, we're undefeated. And what happened to us? You gave up a 14-point lead to a team that has no name, and that has a quarterback that should not even be playing right now. Hashtag comeback player of the year. That's the other thing too. When, how, how is Big Ben even a consideration compared to Alex Smith? Yes, Big Ben's having a good year against shitty teams, but he's having a good year. He had a bad injury last year with his elbow. He didn't have an injury that almost lost a limb. Didn't have to have 17 surgeries. If there's one award out there that should just be signed, sealed, delivered right now, it's the comeback player of the year to Alex Smith. My 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 Eagles suck. And I'll tell you this, I'm rooting for Alex Smith and the Redskins to win the division and to go on. Because what better story could we be witnessing? than to see Alex Smith to go on and just win the Super Bowl. I mean, Christ, if he wins the MVP, (laughs) just retire. You can't write a better story. But as far as the Steelers fans, you know, you're 11-1. I don't think you clinched the playoff berth yet. I think all you need is one more win to clinch it. But you did open the door to let KC kind of creep back in there for the number one seed play Buffalo this week I'll, I'll tell you this if you guys could bounce back and beat Buffalo by seven points maybe I'll start thinking that you, you're you're better than what I've been giving credit to you guys for you know of because Buffalo is a good team Josh Allen is just balling this year So, before we go, let's do our blue picks. 
Fourth and five. Jones steps up, takes off, he's in! Touchdown! Third down and three. Jackson has all day. Looking deep for Hollywood Brown again. He's got it! Brown off to the races! And he stays on his feet! Touchdown! And here is your Blue Picks of the Week. Brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios, the best ducking designs on the web. So that's right, our blue picks are our blowout picks, lock picks, and our upset picks. Um, like I said, I think I had the the Raiders blowing out the Jets last week. That didn't go that well, but this week is um, a little bit easier week, I think. When I was looking, when I was looking at the schedule and everything like that. Um, so just kind of recap: blowouts are any game that. The winner wins by nine points or more. Lock is the obvious one. Upset is when an underdog that is an underdog by five points or more wins. So for my first one, my blowout pick, Saints over my Eagles. Um, Like I said, I don't think starting Hurts is going to help this team at all. I think you're going to see the same stuff. It starts up front until we get that, that offensive line fixed. The pressure is going to be constantly coming in on Hertz, and there's only going to be so much. That, I mean, let's be honest, they'll probably have Malcolm Jenkins spying him. The wide receivers aren't showing any threat to go downfield, so I, I got the Saints, and I, this could be a double digit win for the Saints, to be honest. That, that's how bad I think we are playing right now. For my lock, I have the Chiefs who are favored by seven over the Dolphins. Dolphins are they're gonna be my my dark horse next year. They're young. They may have their quarterback in Tua. And I think they're gonna be good next year. This year, I, I don't think they could take the Chiefs down yet. There's just too much firepower for the Chiefs. We've seen it in their last game. And I don't think the Dolphins could keep up the the scoring with them. Um, My upset pick is actually tonight's game, Thursday night's game. Taking the Patriots over the Rams. Patriots are underdogs by five. Past two weeks, Patriots have been playing a lot better. Seems like Cam Newton has been finally clicking in the system. Rams. You know, you guys... You know, that have been listening, though, I'm not really sold on Jared Goff and the Rams. Um, yeah, they have a winning record, but they're one of those teams that usually play down to their opponent. Right now, the Patriots have the, the worst record between the two. I think they're actually a, a 500 team, maybe. Um, but I got the Patriots winning. I, th- I do think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a good game. So, should be a good game to tune into. So I got, like I said, the Saints for my blowout, Chiefs for my lock, and Patriots for my upset this week. Just a reminder before we go, like I said, for the Notre Dame-Clemson game, make sure you're following us on Twitter, ST Sports Podcast. I'm going to start a game day thread that day, and you guys put on there, the combined points for both Notre Dame and Clemson 
and who you think is going to win as the tiebreaker. And one lucky contestant will be picked to win a Stay Tuned Sports t-shirt. All picks have to be put in before kickoff at 4 p.m. on December 19th. So, till next weekend, or well, next week, it's your good friend Jimbo, signing out.